You know, last weekend, Pastor tied in, you know, how you worship your way through it. And he may have referenced that I, there's sometimes I don't want to do it either, but there are times, most of the time, that I do try to worship my way because I feel like my words are so insignificant. And some of the words that we sing our worship to say exactly what I want to say. So just to give you kind of a little resource, this is, this is one of the things I do to worship my way through it and to, um, in my quiet time, I'll take a song like we just sang. What a beautiful picture of I will build my house upon your love. With child dedications, amen, as families come together before the Lord. So I'll write like worthy of all the praise I could ever bring. And then I'll begin to think about all the ways I could do that. You know, speak his names back, Adonai, Jireh, the Alpha and the Omega. Then there's another line that song that says, holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. You could just say that over and over and get out of whatever headspace you're in. Amen. And then open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are. And as the creative brain, you know, I, I always want to see God in a fresh, new way. You know, not because he's, he's not enough. It's because I don't want yesterday's manna. I want today's manna. Open up my eyes and wonder, God, let me see who you are. So that's just a, one way you can worship your way through it and how you can have that in your quiet time or at any point. Um, you might be listening to a song and God just kind of give you an opportunity to, to pray to him and speak to him. A mother's act of worship is the ability to raise her hands and surrender and release her family in confidence that God loves them and has a purpose for them. Welcome to Mother's Day at Faith Promise Church. We're so glad that you're here. Can you help me honor moms? Come on, help me honor our moms. Love on them. Come on, Tim, you can do better than that. Come on, your mom's so much. Your mom loves you so well. Thank you, thank you, moms. We're so glad that you're here and as well as everybody else. Everybody's gonna have a piece to this puzzle and so you'll figure out where you need to fit in. And so as we talk about moms, as moms rise to worship, it lifts her family to God. She will find three things. She will find the praise worth living on. She will find the peace to mother on and the power to soldier on. Let me just repeat that one more time. As a mom rises to worship and lifts her family to God, she will find three things. She will find the praise that's worth living on, the peace to mother on, and the power to soldier on. And so we're going to kind of create some things around that. You know, and we're going to put some pieces together and, and prayerfully God's going to put together a puzzle for you that's going to give you a beautiful picture for moms this weekend, okay? And so we've already talked a little bit about um, when mom worships, she finds the praise worth living for. And I think about um, this last series, what better fits a mom than all the feels, right? All the emotions, all the feels. And so um, I, I couldn't have thought a better thing to jump off of for Mother's Day. And then you think about moms and Mother's Day and all the emotions that it brings out, right? It brings out a lot of emotions for the moms that aren't with us anymore. And um, it, it leaves a space that can create some, some grief and some, some emotions of loss. And then there's the other emotions for moms that don't have a great relationship with, with their kids or, or estranged from their kids for whatever reason. It just brings up a lot of emotions. And so we want to help give a handle on that. And um, Pastor referenced some of those emotions as being redeemed emotions. And that is the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 
5, 22, and 23. And I'm going to be using a lot of the um, scripture out of the Amplified Version this weekend because you'll see some, some um, words that are in um, parentheses that give a little texture and a little bit more context. And so as I read the verses, you'll see some of these other words that might help give you a better handle. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against these things, there is no law. Man, I feel like a woman. What did you think about that song? Didn't our girls and the creative team do a great job? Well, even in the title, I feel like a woman. So um, some of you guys and gals and, and kids in the room, you want to know what it, it means to feel like a mom? All the crazy, aren't you curious to know inside? Let's take a peek inside. Some of you are going, oh, no, don't open that. Don't open Pandora's box. Well, it'll be, it's a safe place, okay? It's a safe place in here, and we're all going to get through it together, okay? And so every Mother's Day, I get the privilege and honor to bring the message. And so I like to get to do some research. Get on the interwebs or like the granny say, on the line and find something new, something that's going to blow your mind, something that's uber creative and, and it's going to so impact you that you're going to fall on the floor and people will get saved, delivered and healed. And by that point, I am so stressed out and so worried about the, having to prepare this message. I'm eating chocolate. I'm doing all kinds of things. And, you know, and I thought, okay, get a handle on those emotions. Okay, rein it in, rein it in. So anyway, uh, I say all that to say, I have some research things that I wanted to share with you today. And the first one was social media posts that I posted a couple weeks ago that some of you guys helped contribute to. So there were three questions I asked about motherhood. I said, um, what's your favorite part? What is the part that stresses you out the most? And what frustrates you most? So here are the answers you gave. The things I love the most are snuggles, seeing the world through their eyes, becoming their friends as they grow up, watching personalities, gifts, and talents develop, getting to teach them about the Father's love for them, when you know they feel safe in your arms and you feel the tension release, the bond and relationship, laughing with them, hugs and kisses. Those are some of my very favorite parts too, and I hope you can identify with some of them. So what stresses you out the most? And uh, here's what some of you guys said. Traveling with young kids, can I get an amen? You don't have to be a mom to be stressed out about that. All right, uh, trying to balance everything, hashtag mom guilt. Let me just stop here for just a minute because pastor says, why do you put yourself in that position? And just a little parenthesis there, pastor is my husband, so when we have conversations like this, it's okay, we're married. For those of you that didn't know, okay, so he said, why do you do that stuff? Do you put yourself in a no-win? I said, I don't put myself in a no-win. You and your kids put myself in a no-win situation. <laughs> Sometimes it is me, okay, it's the mom guilt, so uh, chasing a rabbit there. Let's just get back to other things that stress people out. When I can't fix something that's weighing on them, balancing spiritual life, work life, and home life, when they need special medical treatments, when they won't let me help them, when they clearly need it, letting them be independent, wanting to, them to walk in obedience to the Lord and his word, not listening, having to keep repeating myself, Feeding them balanced meals. Oh, that stresses, right? What's, what's wrong with McDonald's? Is that not a balanced meal, you know? Why stress yourself out, you know? I'm just kidding. Uh, so what stresses us out? Now, what frustrates us the most? Here's what you said. Having to repeat myself more than three times. Anybody ever do that? Okay. Woo, got a great amen section. I love it. 
They're fighting, not listening, disciplining, watching them have to deal with consequences because they wouldn't listen. Very frustrating. Attitude. The eye roll, yeah. Whining, trying to discern what truly works for my family. When they don't listen, when people give parenting advice without you asking them for it. <laughs> Ouch. Couldn't be talking about the Mimi, huh? And uh, mess, the words no and why. All right, you don't have to be a mom in the room for those things to frustrate you, right? So thinking about stress and frustration brings me to the second point. When mom worships, she finds peace to mother on. And the thing about peace is it just doesn't come naturally. So you have to put some things in there to begin to have that peace. And one of my go-to verses is in Isaiah 26, 3. Again, reading from the Amplified Version. But I changed the pronouns just a little bit to, to just give it some context for Mother's Day. You will keep her in perfect and constant peace, the one whose mind is steadfast on you because she trusts and takes refuge in you. And so when I'm, I'm, I'm all spun up, you know, I have to worship my way through it. I have, to, I have to have God's word hidden in my heart so that I can regurgitate it, renumerating thoughts, remember? And, and just, I have to, that verse is just, God, you said you will keep me in perfect peace if my eyes are fixed on you. And so I, I remind him of that all the time. And sometimes it takes a while for me to breathe through it and get through it, but I can get there. So it brings me to research number two. I want to tell you about, I found this in Life Hacks articles, and it is some of the struggles that mom keeps to herself. And I know you husbands are saying, she doesn't keep anything to herself. What do you mean? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, yes, she does keep some things to herself. And I'm going to give you a few, but I want to focus particularly on the last two. The, the fine line of being a parent and a friend, she knows you'll hear most of her advice as nagging. Okay, had to make some tough decisions behind the scenes for you. Watch the same cartoons over and over till she knew every line and every song. Let's just take a little test here. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Into the great. Oh, mom's in the room. I get it. Baby shark. Baby. All right. Point taken. Point taken. Some of you grandparents are going, what is that? You know, and it's because... Back in the day, you had plenty. If you're like me and I have a video thing in my car, it's like I know every line of every song again. So anyway, uh, some struggles you just kind of keep to yourself and, and, you know, to be honest, enjoy some of them. So uh, that's one thing. Another struggle she keeps to herself is turning a blind eye when you made a mistake. You may think she didn't know or you may think you got away with it. She knew. There's just sometimes we just choose not to say anything because there's just a better way that God may have to, to bring it to light. One thing here I really want to push in on is when she went from a regular woman to protector. When you were born or born into her heart. And so what that means is somewhere along the line, you're, you're just a, a woman. And then this, this, flip, this switch flips and you become this protector. You know, and, and moms, you know, I know some of you are adoptive moms and some of you are fostering moms. The same thing, though, is when you hold that kid in your arms, you're, you're a protector now. Don't mess the mama bear and her cubs. 
or you will reap the consequences. So there, there's just this protector mode that comes over. It's because that's what God put in us. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later, but I just want you to think through that point. The other thing um, that she does, she struggles to keep to herself, is she sheds thousands of tears for you. What do you mean she keeps that to her? She cries all the time. She cries when she's happy. She cries when she's sad. She's, she cries all the time. What do you mean? It's, she's frustrated. She's stressed. She's crying. What's the deal? There's a lot of tears you don't see when she's heartbroken, not just with you, but for you, you know? Or there's sometimes there's some grief that moms go through that just isn't, isn't able to be shared when she, when she loses her partner that's helping raise her family or when she loses a child. Nobody can help carry that burden. She has to just kind of take that to the Lord. And so some of those things are held on the inside. And, and so those emotions, those tears, you know, are, are just kind of held to herself. And it's between her and God. But it's a beautiful thing that God does through that. And just a reminder, when a mom worships, she finds the peace to mother on. So let's just lighten the mood a little bit with my third uh, research and this comes from a very reliable source. I just want you to know that. Let's check out this video. Okay, Bella Bean, what superhero do you think your mommy is? Supergirl. Supergirl? Why is she Supergirl? Because. Because why? Because. So, Scarlet, which superhero is your mom? Superwoman. Superwoman. Why is she Superwoman? Because she is. Because she is? Uh-huh. Green Lantern. Green Lantern? Mm-hmm. Why does she remind you of the Green Lantern? Because her power comes from a ring. Her power comes and from a ring. And Mama likes jewelry. She likes jewelry? Well, that sounds like a great superpower to have to me. Who is she? Which superhero? Uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel? Why is she Captain Marvel? <laughs> so, what superpowers does your mom have? To fly? To fly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does she fly? I don't know. Mm, playing powers? Playing powers. That's good. Any other superpowers? Flying powers? Your mom flies? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> mine is su- my mom is Superwoman. Superwoman. Yeah. 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 My, my dad Captain Poop. <laughs> yeah, he is. And there it is. Happy Mother's Day. My dad is Captain Poops. So what a great Mother's Day gift, right? And so I meant to ask my daughters, my daughter and daughters-in-law, why do they all think you can fly? You know, that's a little unnerving, but as a superpower, but uh, I thought it was cute, very reliable source. Wouldn't you agree, my grandchildren? So um, in the natural, when we're little, our kids do think we're superheroes, don't they? They think there's a cape there somewhere, you know. Um, and you've heard the phrase, not all superheroes wear capes. They, but they think you have superpowers, you know, the eyes behind the head, the superpower, the, you know, ability to know all. And as they grow a little bit older, they start figuring the things out and all our tricks of the trade. And they begin to 
to figure things out and, and, you know, maybe it's not like they thought it was. But it brings me to my point number three. When mom worships, she finds the power to soldier on. Because, see, at some point, you go from that, you know, outward superhero to the inward, the, in the supernatural, which you've always been, and that is a warrior. And as a mom and a warrior, there's a lot of attributes that we carry, and that's the ability to love unconditionally and to nurture. And so um, just a little thing about nurturers, just husbands, kids in the room, just, just listen. A nurturer needs to be needed. It's not controlling. It's not, it's not you know, manipulation and all those other things. It's, it's just how God wired us. As moms, we, we need to be needed and because we, we want to protect, we want to do. And that's just some of the characteristics of a nurturer. So just a little tip for you guys. But mom, let me flip the script for you. What happens when you don't feel needed? Been there. What happens? When your cape is no longer needed, you take it off, you begin to fold it up and begin to store it away little caveat, it comes back out when you're a grandmother, and it is awesome because they think you're a superhero forever. It's awesome. So anyway, because you spend all the money that their parents won't spend on them. Anyway, <laughs> whatever it takes, right? So last week's message, pastor said something that really annoyed me, frustrated me, and I didn't quite buy it. And so I know that's never happened to you, but since he's my husband, when we got in the car, I said, hey, you said, you can't fight the devil for us. What did you mean by that? I, and I thought you were fighting the devil for us. What, and he said, as your husband, I fight the devil for our family. He said, I can't fight the devil for Faith Promise Church as a whole. I can only pray over them that they will be able to fight the devil for themselves. So I started thinking, wow, that's, that's a mom. When they're little, it's an illusion of control that we, they're right there so we know everything to pray for and we can protect them, right? And then when they get a little older... They were not always around, and they have to be able to fight the devil for themselves, right? Warriors aren't born. They're developed, and they're trained. So warriors, train warriors. There was, um, when we were in our mid-20s, we were student pastors at a church called Eastwood Baptist Church in Ottawa, Tennessee. And so we knew everything about teenagers, you know. We told those parents how to raise teenagers because we knew you know, we were in our 20s. We weren't very far removed. But we had all the advice of what they should and shouldn't do and all that. And we were walking with a friend of ours, um, Janie Brooks. I'll never forget. We were walking with, with one of her kids through something, and we were telling her all the things that she wasn't doing right and that she should do. And she looked at us with all the graciousness that, you know, that only she could do because we had little Faith, six, seven months old. And she pointed right at Faith. She said, one day the devil's going to come after Faith and you're not going to be around. And she's going to have to fight him for herself. And I thought, I still feel that gut punch today. You know, when I thought about, oh, how arrogant, you know, how arrogant that we thought we had all the answers. And to think of my precious little baby is going to have to one day go through what we're walking with these kids through. And here's how you do it, moms. You lay down ground cover. What does that mean? You're looking at, yeah, at, you know, if you don't have, I guess, a military background, ladies, you don't know. But, see, I watch all those shoot em up movies. I like that kind of stuff. I watch SEAL Team. I like them kick down those doors and, and NCIS, you know, the, all the gunfire and all that stuff. I'm a weirdo. I know. But, um, anyway, so what happens is when they go in to face off the enemy, guns blazing, they need to get a better vantage point. 
And so one person will say to the other, I've got you covered. Go get another, a better advantage point to face the enemy. And so what that partner does is they take on the fire themselves. They draw the attention to themselves so this other person can move and get a better position, a better advantage point to face the enemy. Moms, that's you. You say, hey, devil, over here, over here. You're firing the weapons. You're firing over here so that your family can get a better advantage point to face the enemy. Never underestimate mom, warrior, your ability and what you do is so important. You are strong. One of the things that I love in, out, of the, out of the book of Proverbs, I call it the she is strong verses because um, I, I know that's who I need to be. You know, my, my life verses do not become weary and doing good, knowing at the proper time you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up, Galatians 6, 9. But I get weary, and so I, I can't become weary. So how do I do that? And so these verses, I, I have shirts that say it. I have journals that say it. I might get a tattoo that says it. Who knows what's going to happen? But in Proverbs 31, 17, it says this. It says, she equips herself with strength and makes her arms strong. That's not just about CrossFit and doing the exercises that we do to make our arms strong. It's about a spiritual strength as well. And then in verse 25, it says, strength and dignity are her clothing and her position is strong and secure. And she smiles at the future, knowing that she and her family are prepared. You can smile at the future and be scared. You can smile at the future and have a tear rolling down your face. But you know that your family is secure and that you've got a great position. And as I prepare, you know, I not only do the research myself, I also ask people to help me, our creative team, and some other people say, hey, you got any ideas, any thoughts? And Justin sent me this, this quote, this, this phrase. He said, just like heroes, all the best ones in our favorite stories and, and movies are willing to fight and sacrifice it all. They do it because, they don't do it because they ignore their emotions, they do it. The love they feel is what drives them to go to battle and protect the ones that are their treasured possessions. You know, they don't ignore the feelings, but they do it anyway. You know, and I've seen several moms, including my own mom, do this. My mom's always been a hero to me. And scared, frustrated, hurt, they still put on their armor. They still armor up without hesitation and sacrifice to run into the battle. I've watched my daughter-in-laws do this beautifully with my grandbabies, and I've watched my own daughter as she would, she would armor up, not even being able to have kids and, and, and going in anyway. And then God blessed her with a beautiful little baby, Bella Grace. And as soon as she was born, she had to go to the NICU, and, and Faith armored up again. See, warriors train warriors. And it's such a legacy that you just want to be able to pass down. And so without hesitation to the sacrifice, running into the battle, because it's the nature of who we are, right? The nature of the nurturer. Say that fast three times. The unconditional love. And notice I said without hesitation. I didn't say without tears. And see, if, anything, if any emotion could be described of a mom, it would be tears, right? And we already went through all that. But, you know, Back when I was a young mom, three little kids, and our first when, when our first church as pastors in Jennings, Louisiana, you know, a lot of great days, a lot of things going on, and it was it was just a 
beautiful time to look back on, but it was a lot of struggles in the moment. There was a song that came out, and it was called The Warrior is a Child by Twyla Paris. And I was telling somebody backstage that she was born the same year it came out. And I said, it's kind of like the Lauren Daigle of today, you know. And so these words I sang back then were so impactful. But throughout the years, all these years later, these words have just been kind of a go-to for me to declare and to remind myself about a warrior and a warrior's cry. And so I just want to speak this over moms. Okay, let these words just kind of grab onto you. Lately, I've been winning battles left and right, but even winners can get wounded in the fight. People say I'm amazing, I'm strong beyond my years, but they don't see inside of me, I'm hiding all my tears. They don't know that I go running home when I fall down, and they don't know who picks me up when no one is around. I drop my sword and I cry for just a while, because deep inside this armor, the warrior is a child unafraid because his armor is the best, but even soldiers need a quiet place to rest. People say that I'm amazing, never face retreat, but they don't see the enemies that lay me at his feet. They don't know I go running home when I fall down, and they don't know who picks me up when no one is around. I drop my sword and cry for just a while, because deep inside this armor, the warrior is still just a child. But this child, is a daughter of the king. And he knows all my feels. He knows all my feels. Woman of God, he knows all your feels. And it's okay to cry. It's okay. Because the keeper of your tears hears. Listen to this verse out of Psalms 56, 8. God, you've kept track of my every loss and turn, toss and turn through the sleepless nights. Each tear entered in your ledger, each ache written in your book. See, God knows, God hears, and he sees the tears. A mother's act of worship is the ability to raise her hands and surrender and release her family in confidence that God loves them and has a purpose. And so, just to remind us that warriors aren't born warriors. They're developed, they're trained. And there's one great warrior that has given us the best example of surrender. He surrendered his hands on a cross without hesitation as an act of worship and obedience to his father. Sacrificed and released all his heavenly presence to battle death, hell, and the grave for his most treasured possessions, which is you. Which is you. I'm going to turn it over to the campus pastors now to introduce some of you for the first time to this warrior. For those of you at Pellissippi and online, I get the privilege and the honor to tell you about how you can have a relationship with a warrior and how you can be start your journey as a spiritual warrior. And that's by just surrendering without hesitation, not without tears, your life to the one who loves you most. So we're gonna pray this prayer together. Again, faith promise, nobody prays alone. So if you'll bow your head and close your eyes. If you want to start your relationship with Jesus, let's say these words together. Dear Jesus, thank you for warring for me. Thank you for surrendering without hesitation your life on the cross. I receive that gift 
And I'm so thankful. I ask you to make me new. Make me strong to live for you. In Jesus' name.